Hello and welcome to the Change in Education podcast. As the UK's largest education business partnership, the Change in Education group delivers the best in-class work experience and careers management services. Why not find out more? Check out our website, changingeducation.co.uk and send us an email, info at changingeducation.co.uk. In this week's episode, company directors and co-founders Matthew Hodgkinson and Stephen Hatney look back and reflect on the past year. Hello, 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 and a very warm welcome. And here we are, end of year 2021. What an incredible year it's been. Maybe you might have your own thoughts on that. Well, I've got Steve and Matthew, co-directors and co-founders of the Change in Education Group here for your weekly podcast. Matthew, good morning and warm welcome to you. Morning, Amos. Morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm sat in Starbucks enjoying a, uh, I've got a mocha. You good okay? Old, yeah, good old mocha. Is it one of those seasoned ones or is it just uh, plain old mocha? It's plain old mocha. It's got my name on it though. And they always, when I always say Matthew, they always tend to put Max. So it's probably my Mankian accent. So I've got a, uh, I've got a mocha <laughs> with Max on. Uh, I'll be drinking throughout this podcast. Fantastic. Uh, Matthew, you've got uh, some information, some news for us. Well, yeah, we've, we've just been speaking off air, haven't we, for five or ten minutes, and uh, we, probably sh- we probably should have pressed record five or ten minutes ago uh, <laughs> while I was waffling on. Now, what I was just saying off air was that uh, we're going to record this podcast today. It's the it's the fifteenth of December. We're going to be talking all things, uh, celebrating things that we've done, looking forward to the year ahead, a little bit of a review, talking Christmas. Uh, but by the time we've actually advertised and marketed our, our podcast, it's probably going to be February, March time before people are actually listening to this show. So I do apologise that if you're listening to this in March or April now and we're talking about Christmas, uh, we're not bringing you back in time. It's just the way we're a bit slow at getting our podcast to market. But yeah, we've, we've had some successes, Amos, we were talking about as well. We've had uh, conversations with... Uh, with people this week who have listened to the podcast and, and and thought it was it was informative and it was interesting. Uh, I haven't heard many negative things, so but I'm always I always like hearing some negative things because that's a challenge to us to uh, incorporate it into our podcast. But no, we're talking to a similar biz a similar business down in Leicestershire who were uh, interested in in our uh, risk assessment uh, practices and listened to the risk assessment uh, podcast last week. So that that was great. We had our own internal staff, actually. It works well for our training and development of internal staff as well. And we had uh, a a couple of clients uh, inquire and actually sign up for our our managed work experience service all off the back of our podcast. So we're doing something right. Uh, we're certainly bringing the, uh, the topics and conversations to the forefront of people's minds. So, uh, yeah, it's been a good week, Amos. That's excellent news. Uh, congratulations on that. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. I'm actually, uh, as you said, off air, I feel a bit sorry for myself. I had, uh, had my third booster yesterday. It looks like I got in in front of the crowd. It seems like a lot of crowds. So, so I'm, uh, I'm uh, Got the old headache, achy breaky. So uh, I'm just actually wondering why I bothered to do my hair today, since it's a podcast. <laughs> so uh, I did make the effort. You can't see me, but for anyone listening, I did make the effort. I've got my hair done, even with a uh, 
uh, with viral symptoms running around, I'm sure I'll be fine tomorrow. Yeah, no, end of year, can't believe how quickly. Just, this is the 10th podcast. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed um, using this as a medium, uh, as a forum to myself reflect, think pragmatically, and consider hopefully multiple sides of, of, of what I'm saying sometimes and then reflecting on that myself. You know, actually, was I right? What was I talking about? Actually, did I consider the uh, did I did I consider all angles? So I think uh, we've covered quite a few topics just in ten, um, just in ten uh, sessions. So we move into the new year, and uh, we've got our schedule mapped out of, of things that we are looking forward to talk about. I think what we'll do each month as well. I think we'll keep one slot. Uh, not mandatory so we can have some kind of a reactive podcast i think it'd be interesting to uh, anonymously uh, share some of the communications if we can get away with it. i don't know how we get away with it but i think if we can anonymously anonymously share some of the communications that we receive and and and, and, and then use that as a, as a point of debate you know the rights and wrongs of you know what we're being asked to do or what we should have done so yeah i'm really excited for the new year uh, and obviously as, as i said i can't believe the end of the year Absolutely, it's flown by, um, and so much has happened. Just um, you know, within these ten episodes, uh, we've covered quite a lot of ground, but of course, there's still more to discuss. And by the way, you are looking very dapper, like in the hair. <laughs> so, I'm sure at some point uh, we'll get this out on video somewhere, and uh, the audience can see uh, that that uh, good-looking hair of yours there. So, yeah, you spoke there about, you know, being a year of reflection and looking back and so many things that have happened, you know, um, just thinking back myself and the year that we've had, you know, from the VWEX to IAG to, you know, schools closing to so many different things happening. Matthew, I can see you nodding your head there, you know, uh, let me start with you on this, you know, looking back in retrospect, you know, what stands out for you and uh, what where do you see things going? Yeah, obviously, the the start of the year, we were all geared up to be delivering face-to-face placements, and we went down the virtual route as a substitute, really. And I think we've spoken about this in previous podcasts. You know, we've reflected as a company that we uh, we move quite quickly into the virtual world, and some mistakes were made with that. But on the whole, young people got a, uh, a taste of the world of work that they would never have, have normally have got having a conversation with a uh, with an opinion leader yesterday uh who runs a similar business to us they're they're really hell-bent and keen this year on getting young people back out into the workplace but also maintaining relationships with their schools they he said relationships are more important than ever before and i think that that's something that we've learned this year that that new customers are very 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 hard to get very easy to lose and i think that i think we have our clients team. and ensure that we look into them you're back yeah you're back again i'm at the room <laughs> <laughs> no it, it just froze it just that. froze Let's it's okay it. it just froze one or two words that's all it was sorry hey Amos, what happens problem. again can you actually move because i thought it was me they were both right. frozen so, <laughs> I'm just confused. Anybody listening to this podcast, uh, 
advice is make sure that you've got a strong internet connection and you're not tethering from your mobile phone in a Starbucks in Piccadilly train station. Uh, probably has, uh, that brings with it its own issues. I was just really talking about an answer, in answer to your question, Amos, I was just talking about the importance of relationships. Given the, given the year that we've had and the year moving forwards that, you know, it may go one way or the other, but ultimately relationships are absolutely vital. And our staff, we are, we're talking to them about managing the clients, managing the clients' expectations, uh, looking after our schools because they've had a torrid time. Our schools, college partners, apprenticeship providers, uh, workplace providers, everybody that we work with, those wider stakeholders that we always talk about, it's not just the change education group that have actually experienced these problems. Everybody has experienced these problems for the year. So uh, managing relationships is really important for the year ahead. We're going to do that. Uh, but there's been a lot of highlights. Uh, there's been a lot of lowlights. Our staff have worked tremendously hard. So I'd like to, you know, I'd like to have a shout out to all our staff members. And I'd like to also speak to the, the schools directly in this podcast and actually thank them for their ongoing support and commitment to, uh, to the Change Education Group because uh, it's not been easy for anybody at all. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly been a difficult year. Uh, a lot of uncertainty. Uh, Steve, would you agree with what Matthew said there? You know, relationships with businesses, with st clients rather, with schools. Would you say that's more important than trying to gather new clients? I think, uh, yes, I think that uh, forging um, our relationship with employers is super important. But the flip side of that is we don't operate without educators. And we don't operate with our educational clients. So we're trying to strike a balance. I'm just looking at, you know, just to, you know, I, of the two directors, I definitely wear my heart on my sleeve more than mine. I was terrified um, um, as we moved into, um, you know, June, July, uh, terrified about the uh, where the company would be uh, because of the damage that COVID had done on obviously work-based learning programs. And, uh, we have recovered amazingly. You know, our staff have been fantastic. Uh, I think strategies that we've put in place uh, to uh, react uh, continuously to the ever-changing climate has been uh, it's been fantastic. But I, yeah, I was terrified. Uh, May, June, July. What would our company look like? I was always confident we'd have a company. We're very lucky. Because of you know, we, we unlike other <laughs> EVPs, uh, they haven't got anything. Tech, got my screen froze. Oh, my my no. screen froze. No. Everybody's screen froze. Was I still talking? Sorry, I to repeat myself. I normally hear that twice. Uh, yeah, no. So go back to what I was saying. If you can hear me, is yeah, you know, we we we've been. Uh, unbeknownst to us, uh, creating tech nine years ago has definitely been a, it, it, it relieved some of the pressure from our delivery arms because obviously we have our own platform and, um, and then we have recovered. But then, you know, over the weekend with Boris's announcement, I think it's the most scared I've been as a company owner, director. I was scared the words coming out of my mouth were being, we're going into another lockdown because I truly wouldn't know how we would um, manage that, uh, having been through it already three times. Um, how do we convert 
clients that have, have, are super excited to get their students back out on work experience to be told that you know employers to be told to work from home uh, and he didn't say it uh, he didn't say it to the point there's a lockdown but he did say you know encouraging people to work from home and it does have a massive impact on it Uh, okay. uh, internet gone again um, you're, gone. Back again. you're back you're back brilliant brilliant <laughs> i uh where did i where did, where did i where did you leave me it has a massive impact it has a massive impact on our company uh from the point of view that um we we are a work-based living company and i don't want to be selfish you know there's other hospitals of hospitality travel you know, they have their own businesses that are impacted by COVID, but for the purposes of being selfish regarding making sure that my staff are safe, that they have a job and that we can offer programs, uh, going into lockdown then would be pretty catastrophic for the company uh, regarding being able to offer real work experience. And that's what this, I was so scared on Sunday. And he didn't say that, which is great. And I think hopefully we, we, won't, be, we won't go back to the where we were, but you can understand why me and Matthew live in fear yeah absolutely um the uncertainty of everything that's been going on um but you know i think when we look back on what the past year has been and this is probably me just looking at things with rose tinted glasses it's been difficult it's absolutely been difficult and uh, there's been so many tragedies as a result of this whole pandemic but i think one thing it's shown is the resilience of so many uh individuals businesses you know to withstand this storm and i think that should give you the stamina and the resolve to continue and i think the company's been fantastic in doing that um you know trailblazing the way and i think that that will that will um bode well for for the future i think going back to the original question uh regarding employers uh our employer engagement team uh on you know, through marketing uh, campaigns, through emails, through one-to-one uh, -one voice conversations, you know, that they uh, are quite a positive response, to most of you. Uh, you know, it's not as good as we hope, but, you know, it's, it, you know, employers are starting to want to support students uh, physically, you know, um, and, and, and rather than a virtual environment. So there's definitely recovery there. I'm just, I've got, if you want some figures, I've got one of our servers open here. Uh, it hosts uh, a group of educators, uh, about 3,200 students. Uh, the, the schools haven't really changed that are in there. So I'll give you some figures out of interest if anyone's interested out there. So if we go back to, uh, we go back to August, we'll look at August. So 2017, 2018 academic year, 3,076 work placement opportunities. Uh, we never get all the students out. Nobody gets 100% of the students out. You know, there's some students that can't go out for whatever reason. So it was a very, very good year. 2018, 2019, just as we wind up towards COVID that season, uh, we got, you know, nearly 3,000 again. Brilliant. Then 2019, 2020, we know that uh, that particular academic year from March, uh, the figures looked the same. And then March came, and then we got this flat line on our figures. So it was 1,600. So I'm, I'm shocked we managed to get that many out to most of you during that uh, academic year. And then uh, 2020, 2021, uh, testament to uh, the educators, the employers, our staff and the students. We actually got 1,872 out, which is about half, which is 
it's an amazing figure, uh, really. Uh, and if we look at where we currently are at the minute, uh, if we look at the if we look at the dates for the fourth of December, uh, we we're, we're, we we know at the, a similar time in year. If you looked at the good years, uh, the 2017, 2019, 2018, 2019, uh, about one thousand. 200 students would have been placed by now uh, last year to 2020-21 was 649 which again is, is pretty good considering we're working through covid and this year we're already up to 553 so Incredible. you know my previous conversation was doom and gloom however there's definitely seeds of recovery there but it only takes i only say you know i would don't i don't ever want to see i'm looking at the orange line 2019-2020 I can see a flat line on March the 17th when the world went into lockdown. And I don't ever see want to see that flat line again. Yeah. Matthew, the green shoots of recovery. Can you see it for 2022? Oh, yeah, abs absolutely. I think uh, as long as these Christmas gremlins, which is uh, affecting the Wi-Fi, stay Amos. <laughs> think so <laughs> if they can if they can clear you know it'll be really interesting to listen to this podcast back amos it'll be like uh like a, a 1980s robot i think so uh i think we're going off on all tangents aren't we today but it is a uh, it is a christmas podcast so uh we'll remain cheerful yeah i can i, I can i can see it improving you know the communication with schools are great you know i spoke before about relationships with schools uh schools are eager they're rich in uh, kids have spent too much time in their in their bedrooms accessing uh, online materials and uh, you know we spoke about it in an earlier podcast it's too much it's far too much yes he's made some good you know he, he's he's backed up uh, some data stats and those, those data stats will go through the roof this year i don't foresee any further lockdowns i don't think the economy can take it nor do i want them and i think that uh, you know schools would go listen let's get our, let's get our students out there we make adaptions to risk assessments, make sure young people are taking lateral flow tests, etc. You know, wearing masks where possible, and ultimately taking uh, their health and safety commitments seriously. But yeah, I can see, yeah, uh, I can see, I can see a record year because schools are responding to our communications. They're interested in getting back to a uh, back, getting back to normal. So uh, numbers will 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 increase. We've got to do what we can to support employers. And we always talk about employers, but they are king. We gotta do what we can to support them, make sure that they feel that they can support young people in the world of work and even employers coming into school as well to offer talks and uh, and reassurances to young people. But uh, we can't have these lost generations of people, Amos. We just can't. They've uh, there's a lot of young people that are suffering. They need some uh, they need some interaction. They need to learn how to uh, how to communicate uh, better. They need to be able to uh, make eye contact. They need to be able to shake people's hands. I'm not a fan of the, of the fist pumping. Uh, I think it's impersonal, and I think that young people need to be actually, you know, shaking uh, their manager's hand, looking them firmly in the eye, and uh, and accessing an opportunity that will lead to a part-time job and/or an apprenticeship or further opportunity within higher education. So, we're on it, Amos. We're absolutely on it. Absolutely. Uh, St Steve, that sounds, you know, um, again, something, you know, really to look forward to for 2022. Uh, what would you like to see happen next year? Well, for me, I mean, I don't know if we've explained ourselves properly over the last, uh, I'm sure we did in the first episode, but just to recap, the Matthew is 
responsibilities are delivery. So when it comes to our delivery programs uh, and our sales strategy, he's in charge of that. My predominant uh, role is uh, a tech connect. And so we talk about the shoots of growth. Uh, obviously, revenue enables us to continue development. We haven't stopped developing. Uh, in fact, I don't think it was. Uh, I, I committed to a strategy that was some people might class as being foolhardy. Well, we committed to a strategy that might be foolhardy during uh, the pandemic over the last 18 months, which was to invest significant uh, money uh, with limited revenue coming in to improve our tech. And the good news is I've got a schedule of development to improve the way in which uh, we manage, track and administer and report on all aspects of work-based learning, careers programs, risk management, employer engagement, and most importantly, we're coming up with new tech to encourage uh, and to promote students to get involved, to self-analyze, to submit uh, careers interactions via the app, to uh, clearly see skills that they'd want to develop, to offer them resources, to encourage development. The resources would cover employability skills, would cover industry industries, so they've got knowledge on different industries and obviously preparing for the world of work. So uh, we're full steam ahead. I'm full, you know, in my part of the company, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm full steam ahead with the developers. We are coming up with some fantastic uh, new development for both the Connect web platform that the educators would use and our own teams use, and obviously the student app that the student uses. And uh, yeah, I, 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 that, code, that, that uh, correlates nicely with what Matthew's doing the delivery on. So uh, it is, it is exciting. And you know what? If I was to be the, the, only, the only, one of the only few things about COVID that's been helpful is, is that it had, it has given us the opportunity to put a emergency break on everything that we were doing and actually stop and just reflect uh, and look at our own internal structures. And had we not done that, we would have been foolish. And so we have actually, irrespective of COVID, we've stripped out a lot of, um, I say poor practices, but old hat practices. We've improved our procedures, our delivery models. Yeah, we've made sure that tech is aligned with the current agenda. And if COVID hadn't been around, would we have had the time to do it to the same level we've done it? Probably not. Would we have got there in the end? Probably. So, you know, I'm I'm super excited, you know, and, and you know, going into the new academic year, uh, well, sorry, the new year and uh, next quarter of the academic year. Uh, we, we, we remain uh, committed to supporting young people uh, and getting them out into the world of work in preparation for their career transition. Thanks, Steve. Matthew, the future looks promising. Um, Steve's uh, perfectly explained to us there uh, how tech is playing a big role in this. The Connect app is... Uh, it's been really developed. A lot has been pumped into it. Um, uh, you've also talked about employees in King and it's important for us to get students back into the workplace you know you've thrown a lot at this you've really invested into this whole program what talk to us about the philosophy behind that because you could have quite easily looked at this in a different way you could have said you know what's the point we're in this situation let's just try and see if we can weather the storm and case uh, sarah but you've actually done the opposite you've thrown all your weight and might at this and you've gone full gusto talk to us about 
that way you're thinking. Well, we we, we we must be idiots, Amos. We must be just fools, aren't we? You know, Steve and I, you know, we should have run off into the sunset and got jobs as, uh, I don't know, in the finance industry, your stockbrokers, where we could actually make some money and be selfish. So probably, you know, we're probably foolish, probably idiots. Uh, I think we've covered everything in every podcast. You know, we th hopefully we've told a story about why we do what we do. Hopefully we've taken listeners on a journey as to why we do what we do. We started in 2008, you know, Steve and I used to actually knock on employers' doors and ask them if they would support a student who was known to us. So we worked closely with the, with the students back in 2008. You know, I was sat there next to uh, next to Jake, next to Billy, next to Mohammed, and we had to find them a work placement. It was as simple as that. And we enjoyed doing that. You know, we knew that school wasn't right for everybody. And as we've grown and grown and grown and grown and grown, that still remains one of our first employer-facing campaigns was give a kid a chance. And that's still, that that's that's real today. That's all we're asking employers to do, give a kid a chance. Everybody had a foot up in the ladder. You can always look back in your own career and you can think about that one person. And there's always a standout person, whether it's an employer, a teacher, a, a friend or a family member, there's always one person that gave you a foot up in the ladder. What Steve and I's deep ingrained philosophy is that we want to be that company and we've been lucky. I've had, personally speaking, I've had many, many students come back to me, more so in the early days when I was more hands-on and, and tell me that if it wasn't for the change education group, if it wasn't for work placements, there's no way that I'd be doing my job today. That's enough for me, Steve. That's why we do what we do. But then in terms of bringing it all together with technology, that's just, you know, that's economies of scale. That is growing a business and, and to be able to actually give the schools and colleges the toolkits to have the same philosophy that Steve and I have got, which is don't let any anything get in the way of the young person accessing something that will that will be brilliant for them, which is work placements and work experience. And if and if technology can help with that, if it can cut through all the barriers, if it can, if we, if if it can mean that on a limited budget as well, that schools can still access work placements. Because if we, we spoke about budget and costs quite a lot over our, over over our previous nine podcasts, is that sometimes that in itself uh, inhibits a, a placement taking shape or taking place to begin with. That actually school can't afford to send a young person out on work placement because a lot of time and effort goes into it so the technology really helps with that and this year as well uh, the end of this academic year we will be launching a product into the marketplace which will allow schools to take even more autonomy over their work placement management and again at a, at a cheaper price so we don't want that to get in the way at all so yeah we you know 2008 we started by saying give a kid a chance and in 2022 we're still saying give a kid a chance and uh you know acorns to oak trees and all that amos i won't get too philosophical but you know what i'm talking about <laughs> well it's that time of year isn't it we are reflecting um any final words before we move on to Steve? I'm going to listen to this podcast back because I don't really know what I've spoken about. I think that, <laughs> and that's good because it, it actually goes to show that 
Steve and I could waffle all day long about this topic because it is something that we're deeply passionate about. And I, you know what? When I don't prepare for presentations anymore, I don't prepare for conversations that I have because we have, I won't speak for Steve, but personally, I, I have 13 years experience of being a managing director for this company. You know, I, I know what I need to say. I know our deep ingrained morals. I know our mission statements. Uh, we've done some good work, you know, but I, 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 our mantra does not change one bit. You know, it really is about that individual young person, and it's about it's about the young person within their locally their local uh, school and that school and that local community. We've spoken before about big brands and bringing bringing big brands to the table and you know great opportunities. Yeah, we, listen, we, we we play a part in that. But at the end of the day, we are a business that likes to ensure that there are real outcomes. And I think maybe a podcast for the future, Amos. Some people's opinion on what is a real outcome is very much different to my opinion on what is a real outcome. A tick in the box is not a real outcome. A real outcome is when you bump into a student in Piccadilly train station here now at Starbucks and they tap you on the shoulder and they say, I had a work experience placement through the Change Education Group. I now am a, uh, a, a customer service manager, a, a business in Manchester. I'm just getting the train. And I just thought I'd take time to come over and say, if it wasn't for the opportunity that I had, there is no way that I would be where I am today. That is real. That's not a tick in the box. And that's what keeps me and Steve going. Incredible. Wow. Steve, what is your final words for 2021? Uh, I haven't got any because that was really well summed up by man. So uh, I don't give him much credit very often, but uh, it encapsulates the, the the way that we um, are feeling. And um, you know, we we remain committed to those journeys. So yeah, there's not there's not much more I can say. And I'm looking forward to launching podcasts in the new uh, year. And and I thank you all the listeners that are listening. I'd love uh, we get to a point where people start to interact with us and help us shape the agenda for the future as well uh, and also come back with questions i'd love to have some kind of open debate in the future and uh, we we have guest invites as well so you know that's the journey that we're on so yeah no uh, fantastic summary by uh, matthew fantastic thank you very much indeed gentlemen thank you very much um what a time we've had on these podcasts of course, you know, we are coming towards the end of the year, but we've got a new year starting soon. We've got lots of good things to come into place. Yes, it's been difficult, but we've learned through resilience and uh, consistency, you know, it will work out in the end. So a huge thank you to co-founders and directors here at the Change in Education Group, Matthew Hodgkinson and Stephen Hackney. I've been Amos Madrid. Thank you very much indeed for your company today. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You can find out more at changingeducation.co.uk. Thank you. Bye-bye.